You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. Episode number two. Too many people come up with excuses as to why this isn't working for them. The moment asking basic questions like, well, how many properties have you marketed to? How many properties have you, uh, you know, knocked on the doors in the last 30 days? And they look to their left or they look to the right. I know they're full of crap. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. Welcome to another episode of Wholesaling Inc. by Investor Grit. I'm excited for another episode of how to take massive action and explode your wholesaling business. Today, we have Victor Moss on the phone and this guy is just a rock star. He's a practicing real estate attorney in San Antonio, Texas. He's also an amazing, amazing wholesaler that is just crushing it in his market. Victor, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We love to have you on the show. Give us a little intro and what area of real estate is your expertise? Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, I did get into law school thinking I was going to make really good money. And guess what? Nothing. You get out <laughs> struggling. It sucks. And just by chance, I fell into a deal where I pretty much tied it up, cleaned it all out, and I made 13500 on my first deal in six weeks. Trust me, that was a game changer. That was a shut the hell up check. <laughs> I love it. And that was almost like maybe shut the doors to attorney work. <laughs> well, pretty much I did. Wow. But you know what I did after that? I did something stupid. I flipped houses for like four or five years. And it was good, but man, I could struggle for months at a time without any income coming in. But then you get a big fat check for 40 or 50 or 60, all your problems go away. Sure. Every, every month you have to deal with the contractors, Home Depot, Lowe's, you name it. And it became a big job when it's Austin and nothing. It just wasn't worth it. But then the economy crashed. And when it did, you had to find ways to make money. You had to adapt. Sure. So I, I kind of fell down for a while, but I got back up and I learned about wholesaling prehab wholesaling or hoteling and I learned about owner financing, lease options, you name it, creative stuff. Now the market's just amazing these days in in San Antonio and Texas in general. So when I try to wholesale something, I make sure I always clean it up and then I sell it. I've got buyers coming to my office the same day, give me a cashier's check, I deed them the property, it's done in one day. Fantastic. That is awesome. So what makes you want to stay involved in real estate? You've got all the chicken littles out there, right? Saying the sky is falling. It's going to be a correction. There's going to be a a crash in the market. What keeps you involved in real estate and keeps you positive saying, I will keep doing this? Supply and demand. I've got too many buyers begging me for deals. In fact, right before we started this, I mentioned somebody's knocking on my door begging me for a deal and I just can't keep up with it. In my marketplace, anywhere from 25% to 35% are cash buyers. So I focus on what they want. I go look for deals in the areas they want, and I literally can just have a bidding war in one day and get top dollar for wholesaling. So that's why I keep up with it. And by the way, the zeros is what keeps me coming back to this game. The zeros, tons of zeros. 
Fantastic. And Victor is not kidding. Literally, before we started this podcast, I hear a knock on his door in the background. And it literally is like an assistant saying, hey, there's a buyer here like wanting another deal. Like, this is awesome stuff. He's got an amazing business running where people are literally knocking on his business door saying, give me another deal. Like, I need it. So let's deep dive one of what like we call wholetailing deals that you recently did. And, and if you can kind of give us maybe a, a brief definition of what wholetailing is and then tell us about one of your deals. Let's get down to like the meat and potatoes of this deal and help our listeners how they can too do this as well. Well, wholesaling is most people should know. I'll, I'll pretend there's a lot of newbies listening is where you find a deal, you tie it up. And you sell the deal to another investor for a marked up price. So if I buy it for 50, I wholesale it for 55, I'm trying to make five grand. And that's what a lot of newbies should be doing. But what I figured out was if I take the time and I spend anywhere from 500 bucks to $3,000 to clean up the home, mow it, edge it, trim it, whatever, just make it clean. I've poured so much bleach water in some of these stinky homes, but I'm talking two or three days of work maximum. Then you sell it. Now, instead of making five grand, you might be able to pull off 15, 20, 30. I average between 20 and 45,000 for most of my wholesales these days. Holy smokes! Hold on, hold on. We're going to do a little victory bell. Get ready for this because that is like huge profits. Hold on, hold on, Victor. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So instead of making 5,000 on a traditional wholesale deal, you now, now let's break this down and make sure I, I understand this. You put this back on the market, like through like the MLS, do you listen no. to an agent or what do you no. do? No, I run the local RIA here. So I know tons of folks that want to do this business, but I got to tell you something. One of the best things that I ever got taught was social media. So on my Facebook uh, page, I've got like over 4,300 local friends and stuff. Uh, we also have a uh, a business page. There's like 6,800 people on there. Once I put it on there, man, my phones are ringing off the hook. So I learned a system, set a date and a time, have everybody show up at one time. And then when it's done, give me your best price. If you're it, come on to the office. Let's get it done. And that's it. Man, and have a so lawyer. So I can get it done the same day to a cash buyer. It's not that you're looking for the retail buyer. These are still going to your cash buyers. It's just you're doing a lot more. Now, do you per you purchase this home and then you clean it up and then sell it again? That's pretty much it. Most of my deals are sub two deals where they just deed me the property. And so I don't even own it typically less than a week and then I sell it to a cash buyer. Man, that is absolutely like astonishing. So tell me, what does it look like? Like you've got this deal and let's break down one of the hotel deals now. Let's talk right from the beginning. Like, what does it look like, taste like, feel like? How do you get access to that deal in the first place? Are you doing mail? Are you doing pay-per-click? Are you doing, what kind of marketing are you doing to get deals coming your way? And then walk us through a hotel deal that you just recently did. You got it. I do spend quite a bit of time researching. And I'm looking for my deals from distressed lead sources, such as pre-foreclosures, uh, pre-pre-foreclosures, I call them. It's kind of a secret thing I know. Uh, we do code violations, city liens. We do uh, tax delinquent lists, tax foreclosures. Uh, my members tell me about deals that maybe they just don't know how to deal with. But where I'm really an expert is finding people that don't want to be found. I use a <laughs> lot of 
interesting ways to find people from Google, Facebook, social media, but also skip searching government records. I find people. No one's willing to do that little bit of extra work to find these people. So I have no competition at most of these properties I go to. And usually they're vacant. So in this particular case, I'm going to tell you about this property in Northwest San Antonio. It's a nice area. It's a you know blue-collar middle-class home, the kind most of my investors want because they can flip it pretty quickly. So we drove, let's say on that day, 20, 30 properties. This happened to be very distressed. We knocked on the door. And then we get talking to them. We build up some rapport with them. And typically by the second, third meeting, we've made a deal. And in this particular case, I offered them X amount of money. I also offered them to find them an apartment because their credit stunk. We also helped them pack up their stuff. And that, my friend, is the key here. Instead of thinking, what's the lease you take for a property? It's how can I help you? We run a special group within our club called the Problem Solvers. Not some big dog thing or you know millionaire club bull crap. It's what what are we really? We're not investors. What are we? We are problem solvers. So true. So I solve their problems. I I build up some rapport with them. Then they want to work with me. I get so many deals where they just give me their properties. I pay for moving costs, and that's typically it. Wow. So I what does that mentality. look like? Like the most recent deal you did, yeah. you get a call tell them they have this property or you find this individual, like you said, what from there, what's next? Well, after building rapport, cause I, this one was, I knocked on their door. They live there. We get talking to them. We build up some rapport. We meet with them two or three times. They agreed here, just take it. We don't want it. It's about to get foreclosed for not paying your taxes. In return, they don't get kicked out and thrown on the street. Like maybe a buyer would tell, Hey, get out. Cause I just bought it out the courthouse steps. So I helped them extend it some time for them to stay in the property. And then we found them an apartment. We even bought them a refrigerator. We moved them. I haven't even talked about the deal yet. The deal was deed me the damn property. I'll pay the taxes. I'll help you move out. And that's it. That's the best I can offer you. And they said, sure, because they were they put themselves in a corner bad. So once I helped them move out, well, now the fun starts. And this is something your, your listeners need to understand. Spend a little bit of money to clean out these homes. You're not going to believe this, Cody, but I actually had to use four dumpsters in two days to get this house rid of all the garbage. <laughs> One of these deals. Yes. Yes. So by cleaning everything out, mowing it, getting rid of tree limbs that were all over the house, on the roof, and basically creating a clean canvas, I get better money. By the way, once we cleaned it all out, there was fleas everywhere and roaches everywhere. Oh. I ended up getting one of those big packages at Home Depot of the foggers. Remember those foggers? Yeah. So I laid them all out, and I left the home alone for like two or three days. And then we came back, picked up the foggers, and you know, swept up the bugs and roaches and everything. Wow. Yeah. Wow. wow. And, and I didn't come to the part that... of selling it at this point. We just do a little bit of work, a little bit, Cody. In fact, I don't even do it. I hire people. Sure. off Craigslist, pay them 12 bucks an hour, and they put a bandana over their faces so they don't have to smell this stench in this home. And just go to town. Now, let's look at this. So had you not cleaned it up, these same cash buyers that are on your list possibly would have paid like five, five grand. grand to you. But since five you grand. took the initiative to clean it up, look at a little more presentable, clean the canvas, as you would say, because of that, what did you make on this deal instead of five grand by doing the wholesale side of it? We netted about twenty-five thousand dollars. 
unbelievable to the same cash buyers. It just yep. started with a cleaner like entry point versus a disaster. And you're saying this only takes like $500, maybe $1,500 at best to do exactly what you're talking about. On average, you are correct. But on this one, because of four dumpsters, we were all in about, honestly, about $3,500. Wow. And that includes, like you said, you are serving these people, trying to make it a win-win and you bought them a refrigerator, put them in an apartment. So covering those costs about three grand, but on return, that three grand came back almost tenfold as you made yes. a $25,000 profit. Yes. And Unbelievable. that takes about a week or two. Unbelievable. That is awesome. So listeners, this is crucial. Listen to how taking it just the next step and just cleaning it out and giving it a better picture than walking into the fleas and the cockroaches, but already having that cleaned up was a difference of making either 5,000 or 25,000. Which one would you want? Such an easy answer, right? Well, man, that is absolutely phenomenal. And this came from just uh, just knocking on their door. This was like a, a this lead was a, that you uh, looked a out. tax foreclosure lead. I meant, I said earlier code violation, but it was a tax foreclosure lead. Tax foreclosure. Fantastic. And then you had the tenacity, like the grit to go out there to just knock on the door and go see who's behind the door to see if you can make a deal. This wasn't like a phone call coming into you. No, I'm very proactive on my marketing versus reactive where you send out mailers or do online stuff, which is great for some people. But you and I were having a conversation before that my marketing is so insignificant compared to what you guys are spending, which is fine. But you've got six employees. You've got to have that system. Me, I've got myself and you know two or three staff, and mostly they do other stuff for me. So if I've got to run a few leads or send some you know, flunkies to go run them for me, it's a win-win. I don't need to do 100 deals a year. I'm happy if I do, honestly, two to five a month. Fantastic. Just because your cost per conversion is so low. It's nothing. <laughs> yeah. That is fantastic. Fine. So how does it look like? How do you get these tax delinquent lists that exist? Is it the same for every state? Is it different? Or what does that look like? How do you get access to, to that kind of a lead? I'm not certain outside my area, but I can tell you in my area, there's a legal newspaper that the local law firm that's going to foreclose on behalf of the county, they put it out the Friday after the foreclosure deadline. So in our state of Texas, the first Tuesday of the month is foreclosure day. So you go back three weeks, that's the deadline. That Friday, that Friday after the deadline, they come out in a local legal newspaper called the Daily Commercial Recorder. Okay, every county has something like that because you have to do public notice for everything from divorces, probates, uh, you know, tax foreclosures, you name it. So it's all right there. And they even tell you the value and the, 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 the county versus this individual. And so we looked it up out of like, I don't know, 40, 50 hot leads. Uh, we narrowed it down to honestly about five or 10. And then we map them out on Google Maps and we go visit them and knock on, on the door. It doesn't take us more than two or three hours you know, to go drive around for a few properties. And I just find it better for me. Under my system, that's better uh, because no one's really chasing them down. It, it takes effort and not a lot of people want to put in the effort. And that's the key to this is just putting some serious effort into it. So key. So how many doors do you think you have to knock before you get the interest of, hey, yeah, come sit down. Let's talk numbers. Honestly, if I look at 50 properties, 
I'm probably talking to about five or ten sellers, and I may just buy one. Okay. And that's okay because I can pull that every week if I wanted to. Fantastic. Okay, so super, super cheap to find the data, super cheap on actual team and staff. It sounds like majority go out to you on, on initiating the processes. And then you have some staff that might help in like the, the real estate attorney side slash may do some crossover work for your, your wholesaling side. But you don't need a big team. You can go out there with little to no money, find these deals, and ultimately find something that could potentially pay you $25,000 for a deal. That's correct. <laughs> By the way, I, I did one two months before and I made 47 on a wholesale. Holy smokes. We're going to have to get you back on the show to just share that story alone. That would be awesome. Good stuff. $47,000 on another deal. That's amazing. That's not the best one. I, almost, I could have done one about three months ago where I would have cleared six figures. Ooh, I decided to bad. keep that one myself and just live in it. Hey, there you go. No so mortgage. Not only are you finding wholesale deals, wholesale deals, you actually could find your future home that you want to live in. Yes, sir. Fantastic. So what's one piece of advice that you would share that is crucial when running a successful real estate business? One way or another, you're going to pay for an education. So I encourage you to find someone who actually does this and learn from them and then implement the processes. Because if you don't, you're going to miss out on so many opportunities because you're short-sighted. So I went to law school. I went to college. I went to law school. And I had Joe Jobs for you know those seven years, whatever it was. And in my last wholesale, not, not the 25, but I made one just around recently at 30, I made more money on that one deal than seven years of working Joe Jobs while in college. Wow. So if I had just figured out a way to learn the right way of buying properties years ago, I missed out on so many opportunities because I was short-sighted. So don't be short-sighted. Get the proper training from someone who actually does this for a living. My mentor was a guy that barely got out of high school, who was a multimillionaire who'd done over 2,000 properties. And he had lots of experience. And so I learned a lot from him. Such key and crucial advice to our listeners is the importance of finding someone to mentor you. And sometimes that looks like you said the short sightedness to be like, oh, I can't afford one. But I say to the opposite, I can't afford not to have a mentor because there's no reason to reinvent the wheel. Would you agree? Absolutely. In fact, I just went to Sean Terry's thing in Phoenix and I paid good money for that. And I've been doing this for a long time. I'm going to go see Sean McCleskey in uh, Illinois soon because I still pay for education. I want to be the best investor I can because of time. Time is the great equalizer. We have such a short period of time on this planet. Let's learn as much as we can that we can implement that makes us a buttload of money so we can enjoy life. Awesome. Now, if you could start over, I know you've mentioned starting fresh slate. You'd probably start with a mentor. But if you could start all over, is there any other advice, something that you would change so that my listeners that are new to this have an understanding of where they should start and how they should start? Well, first and foremost, if you're really wanting to do this, do not treat this as a hobby. Okay? Create some sort of marketing plan, automate your marketing plan, and then learn to delegate some of these processes. Otherwise, you're never going to get a deal. You're going to say, this doesn't work. Oh, man, I got, I got hoodwinked and I'm wasting my life. I'm telling you, I've met some of the least educated people you'd ever imagine who do very well at this because they don't come up with excuses. So again, if, if I was starting all over again, 
I would get the training, 100% of what I want. I'm not gonna go learn about notes if I wanna learn how to about wholesaling. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So I would get the training as quickly as possible. I would create systems and implement them. And guess what? Don't stop until you learn this. And it's gonna take you two to five years to start to master these processes. But even then, never stop learning. I've been doing this for over a decade and I'm a full-time student till the day I die. Awesome, and probably you would say, be willing to say, look what investing has done. Like, attorneys are typically out there with a great income, and here you are saying, but I love the investing side because it does so much more for me. Oh, hell yeah. It's, it's just much easier to make money doing this than anything else. And by the way, it does help being a lawyer because I know how to get rid of liens and judgments a lot more efficiently than people. I can find people a lot easier than most because I know I have access to government records, divorces, probates, uh, bankruptcies. They do help me in finding individuals that don't want to be found. So I, I get a lot of my deals that way. Awesome, awesome, awesome. What books do you recommend as being like Victor Moss approved? Terrific. I love this part. The first one is The Richest Men in Babylon. That is a fantastic book, by the way. Yep. What is it, if you can narrow that down to like a small sentence, what is it that it's like, hey, because of this book, I learned this? Okay, you need to learn to sacrifice. You need to learn your craft. You need to learn to put money away and reinvest it and never spend that money. And if you just just sacrifice for a short period of time, I'm talking five to 10 years, you can have passive income coming in or you can have systems in place that bring in money all the time. So I love this because it gives great examples in storytelling on why that is so important, the sacrifice part. Too many people want get-rich schemes, um, you know, models. That's not life. I'm sorry. It doesn't happen that way, at least not consistently. The second book, before I forget, is The uh, Acres of Diamonds. Acres of Diamonds. It's one of the most well-read books out there. You can get it for free on YouTube. I love this book because he talks about how there's literally acres of diamonds in your backyard it doesn't matter if you want to be a rock star or a movie star in your area. If your fellow man is telling you, I need this, and you're not fulfilling that need, you're missing out. You're, you're really missing out. There's literally acres of diamonds in my backyard, and I focus on what people want here, which is middle-class homes. Yes. If I produce a good deal on a middle-class home, man, I sell it same day. If I try to go for you know a multi-million dollar home, maybe a handful of people in the whole city would be interested in that. And then they're going to try to haggle me down and, and mess with me. And, and, you know, I may get lucky, but it's not consistent enough. And before I forget, the third book, No Excuses by Brian Tracy. No excuses. Too many people come up with excuses as to why this isn't working for them. The moment asking basic questions like, well, how many properties have you marketed to? How many properties have you, uh, you know, knocked on the doors in the last 30 days? And they look to their left or they look to the right. I know they're full of crap. So... That's a great book talking about why some people are successful and some are not. And finally, the last book, I'll leave it alone, is Think and Grow Rich. Awesome. If you do not have the right mindset, you're missing out on great opportunities out there. The world is ready to give you anything and everything you want if you have the right mindset. No one owes you anything. You have to want it. You have to put your mind into thinking you already have it. You just got to take action. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Think of this, if you could summarize it to one thing, why do you do what you do? Why is it that Victor goes out and knocks on 50 doors, finds a deal? Why do you do this if you can narrow it down to like 
one thing, what is, it, what is your why behind this? Time. Time. That's it. That's why I do what I do. Time. I could go trade in my time for, let's say, 160 hours a month and make an income or a salary, and that's what I'm limited to. But I can go do one wholesale, and I make more money from that one wholesale than most people make in a year. That's why I do what I do. Time. Awesome. Fantastic advice. I love it. I love it. If my audience wanted to reach out to you, what is the best way for them to contact you? There's two ways. One, we have a club called Surya, S-A-R-E-I-A.com. That's Surya for short, San Antonio Real Estate Investors Association.com. Excuse those little bumps. It's the damn email going off. Uh, <laughs> but another way is if they really, really have some serious questions, they can go to uh, my Facebook. I'm on there, Victor Moss. We also have a Facebook page, uh, San Antonio Ria. And finally, if they really, really need me and they want to consider something that's big deals, joint venture, or whatever, I have an email. It's victor at mosslawfirm.com. My last name is Moss, M-A-A-S. Perfect, perfect, perfect. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Victor, for being on our show and sharing amazing gold nuggets for our listeners. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you. And I look forward to seeing you and Tom next month in San Antonio. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Now, Rhino Nation, if you want to learn more about wholesaling, wholetelling, and flipping houses, head over to InvestorGrit.com. That's InvestorGrit.com and get on our mailing list. We send out awesome content designed to help you crush your wholesaling business. And if you want us to help you explode your wholesaling business, Go to InvestorGrit.com, click on the coaching tab, and book a free strategy call with our team. And if you like what we have to say, if we like what you have to say, rather, we just might invite you to be part of the tribe. Until next time, take care, Rhino Nation. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.